Oddity Files, the podcast, is brought to you by That Witch Beauty. Potions, jewelry, even odd box readings. Yes, ma'am, Pam. Head on over to Etsy.com slash shop slash That Witch Beauty. Check it out. All the good vibes, all the magic, all the moon water and crystals. Etsy.com slash shop slash that witch beauty. Oddity Files. All things creepy, cryptic, otherworldly. Oddity Files, the podcast. And we're back for you, Bengers. And other people who you know I can't even I have to binge my podcast just like I do TV I can't wait for them to come out so God love every single one of you that waits a week for the podcast and then uh, I, I can't do it I'm just too this society this world we live in right now is was created for people with ADHD like myself well it's funny and then the, the magic happens where like with and I know some of our listeners watched watched it and or are watching it for the folks who don't who don't binge um yellow jackets on showtime the whole weekly thing it was i was getting impatient because i'm like i need it i need it i need it and then at like episode eight all of a sudden the internet just caught on and now the show everyone was watching it oh wow and so look at the good you do that was all you it was it was pretty magical to see it all come so that was the moment where i was like i love Weekly TV holds such a special place in my heart because people can catch up, and then we're all in it together. Oh. Yeah, and it's yeah, that's fun, amazing. But anyway, here we are. <laughs> here we are. We are Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan, <laughs> and I'm Nick Floyd. <laughs> and we have new fucking podcast art. Thank you, Ursula. Good. We do. I had to Pretty do a double take. About it. I ba- Ursula basically did. To me and my body, what um, the artist of your book did to your behind. Well, I, I'm pretty sure my head is on somebody else's body in Ursula's artwork as well. <laughs> oh yeah, mine definitely is. I was like, look, I'm like, all right, I like the tucked-in shirt to the, to the in the jeans. Okay, I'm I was looking like, pretty. Look at Nick's arms. He must be working out. Yeah, like hairy, like squatch, and looking <laughs> real cut. Uh, I definitely, I look way more doughy than that. But I am so appreciative of that happening. So, yeah. <laughs> and she was on it. Like, the day, two days after the podcast dropped, she's like, I just listened. If, if you need somebody, let me know. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll let you know. And she's like, okay, I've got a minute. I'm going to put something together. What do you think? And I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. So, yeah. thank you. Let's she, use this. Her attention to detail is astounding because... I've seen it multiple times in the past when she does all the stuff in the in the Facebook group. But with this specifically, because I had to do a double take. I was like, I've never posed like that before, but that's definitely my face and my head. But I don't have a black hat without a logo on it. And so I was like, okay, let's enhance this. And so I found the image uh, posted and I enhanced it. And then I saw, I was like, okay, hey, definitely not my body. But I saw like the blending of the like neck hair nice and it was very i was like i don't even know if i have a photo that shows that like it was just very impressive i was like 
All right. Okay. Yeah. No, she's super good. She's super good. And I believe she has a book dropping soon. Oh. So if if you want to know more about that, head on over to the Oddity Files Facebook group and Ursula keep us posted on all the stuff with your book. Um super exciting. Speaking of books, so God was it it was twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2022 now, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so it was 2020. I had just investigated KJ's house for the first time. And she said she had a friend who's actually a really big deal here in Indianapolis who was having like the water turn on in her bathroom. Oh. All on its own. Like super hot and super full blast. So it would like get the entire bathroom floor wet. Not that it would overflow, but that it would like bounce off the sink and, and get the bathroom floor wet. And her name is Patty Spitler. She's been a huge part of Indianapolis TV for decades um i'm not originally from here but my stepsister kelly is and if kelly says patty's a big deal she absolutely is Mm -hmm. and patty just this past week released her book called the dog who saved my life um you can get your hands on it at petpalstv.com but for I haven't been able to talk about this investigation for the longest time because she was going to write a, a chapter about it in her book. And boy, did she. So I'm not going to give any spoilers away. Um, Patty was not happy about the paranormal activity happening in her house and trying to uh, figure out what's going on and trying to be, you know, level-headed about it and everything. And I come in with my dowsing rods and... <laughs> figure out who's haunting her home and every time we see each other she's like um just uh, I still tell Uncle Mo hello every time I walk into the house so oh, wow. it was just part of this paranormal crossroad journey but Patty wasn't sure how she felt about it for her, her fans knowing that she had a, a paranormal investigator in her house so I had to sit on it for this long I know that's some time like, that's a good it amount is. of time. It is. Uh, but, yeah, check out Patty's book. Even if you're not from Indianapolis, she's got photos in here with some of the most famous. I- I'm going to say she's got better photos than I do. Look, there she is with The Rock. Um, Dustin Hoffman, are you kidding me? Hashtag goals right there. <laughs> So, and I know she's got a photo that she recently posted on her Facebook page with Betty White. She was a news anchor here in Indianapolis for the longest time. Look uh, okay. at this hair. I can't. I think I wow. had that hair for a hot minute. Oh, you need to find a picture then if you did. No, absolutely not. 100%. Well, speaking of, of books as well, in, in 2020, there was also another book that was written in 2020 as well. It's called I'd Rather Talk <laughs> to Dead People. It's available on Amazon. You can buy it now. It absolutely is. Thanks, Nick. You're the best. She actually brought, she actually put the title of my book in there, talked about Oddity Files and the podcast. So I was just texting her before we, we got a pair. I'm like, Patty, can I finally talk about it? She's like, yes, you absolutely can. So now I want to get back in and investigate with uh, the spirit box because her dogs were not having it. I turned it on at the very end 
And the little one was just like, nope, can't have this. I'm just going to stick my face in it and bark. (laughs) So I'd still like to go back and find out a little bit more about why Uncle Mo's there. He said he was there to protect her. Wouldn't tell Mm. us why, but that he's there to protect her. So cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Very, very cool. Um. So I forgot to do show notes, but I did want to talk about having my first tea leaf reading in New Orleans a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. It was a little teaser you gave last week. Yeah. So I've never had it done. I've I always pictured gypsies doing it. You know what I'm saying? Not even like psychic mediums or spirit mediums, just like gypsies and like a little caravan campground just sitting around and grandmas. I pictured grandmas, specifically um, Latina grandmas doing tea leaf readings. I don't know. It's it's just the stereotype I have in my mind. But now this bitch wants to learn. This witch wants to learn how to do it. Um, so we were at a vampire bar, vampire themed bar off of Bourbon Street nicest people there so great they had their own vampire label wine um and they had food and things there and they offered right on the menu their their tea ratings and and chris is like well you got to get one i'm like first of all who are you right now but yes please i'd like to get one so uh it was super interesting it's just like harry potter so, I mean, granted, I had to drink the tea, and I don't like tea. That was the worst part of it, though. Yeah. It really was. You have to drink I the tea. Th- I didn't know you have to drink the tea afterwards. So, before the reading, you have to drink the tea. Oh, and then the leaves are red from that? From, like, in it's the a little, tea? It's a little different than I thought. So, they had one of those. It It's kind of shaped like a spoon, but it's it's, like, meshy. And the tea leaves are in that. So you stir it into the tea while it steeps. Mm. And uh, Dean was my tea leaf reader's name. He said that just steep it until you think it's ready. And I'm like, well, I don't want to steep it at all because this is going to taste terrible. And then they put a shot of bourbon in it. So that was good. And it still tasted like shit. So (laughs) the hardest part was... First of all, waiting for the tea to cool down so I didn't burn the fucking roof of my mouth and my entire mouth and then drinking it. Anywho. So he comes after I'm done drinking, he comes over and he drops the tea leaves into the teacup I just drank out of. And then he he like smacked it in there. So it like all stuck to the bottom. And then he flipped it upside down onto a napkin on top of the little the little tea plate. I don't know what those are called. And then um, I was supposed to breathe first, clear mm-hmm. my mind, breathe. And then he said, think of your earliest happy childhood memory. This was the second worst part because I couldn't think of anything. So I just envisioned myself in the, in the backyard in Hazelcrest, Illinois, playing with our dog, Toby. So... I had that. And then he flipped the cup over, and I was supposed to smack it three times with three fingers so the leaves would let go. And then he flipped it over, and it told me to look and see what I saw in the leaves. Thank God I watched Harry Potter and the uh, the uh, episode, the movie where they had the divination class and Ron was trying to read the tea leaves, got the scary wolf. Um, but so I saw... A key, I saw 
stars. And now that I look back at that photo, I don't see any stars in it. The key is super prominent. And then uh, I saw like an old school movie camera. You know how they got the the big reels, mm-hmm. the reel to reel movie camera. So I googled that. That just means absolutely nothing. Um, but it w- it was cool. He hit some things dead on, and some things I was just like, you know, feel like you're making stuff up right now. But I, I don't know that my my head pl- my head was in the right place. <laughs> during this week but he did tell me that i have a huge army of spirit guides uh, guardian angels and i knew that i i did know that but he told me about one i didn't know about and um he's like what is what is your background i'm like background what do you mean he's and he met at uh nationality Mm. so i named off native american i named off um english and a couple other ones and he's like really because i see a viking warrior i said oh shit i'm mostly swedish yeah (laughs) yep so yeah i need to learn more about this spirit guide and he said that i got a lot of haters out there so just in case you're listening fuck you and (laughs) I like don't spiritual need to worry about them. haters or like actual like people. Yeah. Oh, okay. All the eyes are on you, and you've got a lot of haters. I think what was it specifically? What he said? Um, he said that I intimidate ghosts, which I I'm still having a really hard time with that. Huh? Yeah. I'm like I, that's when I was like, you know, I don't think you know what you're talking about at all. Maybe you're so eager to talk to spirits that they're intimidated with how easy it is to talk to you that could be i don't think that i don't think i don't think that's a bad thing because being intimidated to do something is like like i would be intimidated to talk to ryan gosling right like i would want to go for it but i'd be intimidated as hell to do it just call me the rock star of the spirit world sir you could i mean very well yeah that is the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think intimidation is a, is. I think that's a. It, I guess it's all how you read into it, how negative you want to, or positive yeah. you want to go. But I, I see that as a as a good thing that because okay. you're present and easy to speak to. Okay. Cool. Cool. I, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I don't think I was in the right headspace that night. I really don't. Um, but he also told me that. I lost it. It was there, and then I lost it. Oh, that I, I, the light exudes from me. I'm like, he's like, you walk into the room and you light it up, and I'm like, okay, we can be best friends. <laughs> Maybe that's where the intimidation comes from, as you light up the room, and that's the intimidation. See, the yeah, two are yeah. perfect. There you go. I intimidate the bad spirits. That's what I'm going to go with. That I mean, yeah. listen. It, <laughs> As long as it helps you block out all the haters, then you're good. Preach. Preach <laughs> to that. Um, I do have a bazillion uh, more New Orleans stories, but I'm just going to tell you one more. And it was it was kismet, and it made me believe in the signs from the universe all over again. It was the very next day after that tea leaf reading where I'm still going, what the fuck? Why don't the ghosts want to talk to me? I don't understand. Because, you know, I find that one thing and zoom in on it and just overthink the shit out of it. Oh, he, he did tell me I was OCD, too. I'm like, you think? 
that was a good call on your part. Um, <laughs> but while I was either out smoking or in the restroom, the bartender, who was amazing, Michael, I can't really tell you where his accent was from. I think it might have been Irish because it wasn't Scottish because he didn't sound like David Tennant and the Lucky Charms dude. But it wasn't English, uh, British either. So we're going to go with Michael from Ireland. And he had given Chris this little card to a speakeasy. And I do loves me a speakeasy. Mm -hmm. And Chris didn't tell me about it till like the next day. And he hands it to me. And it's fucking called Potions. Oh. Yes. And, I mean, literal signs from the universe. Um, And then we get there. And this is like the like three or four days before I'm supposed to do the big launch at uh, That Witch Beauty on the on my love potion I'd been working on forever. I had such a hard time getting it just right. And then I look at the, the, men, the drink menu, and right there is fucking love potion number nine. Well, that is that not is, crazy? I, so here's the question, and, and I guess I can, I can believe in some pretty wild shit, but I'm also, I guess, somewhat skeptical from time to time on this podcast. Right. If you were in any other city that wasn't New Orleans, I feel like that might be more kismet than being in New Orleans. Yeah, but New Orleans is more voodoo than magic. I mean, Salem, yeah, yeah, I'd be like... Yeah, I mean they're all yeah. called potions. I guess say I guess that makes sense. I feel like New Orleans is up there though, but it's still oh, very like sure. because the thing about New Orleans is even though there's plenty of like the potion voodoo witchcraft type stuff there, it's not really everywhere. It's in pockets. So the fact that you went from yeah. one pocket to another pocket and that just happened to be there, yeah, that's very interesting. It was very cool. It was very cool, and I, I like to think of it as a sign from the universe to, to move forward, keep doing what I'm doing. Um, and those of you that wonder what I'm talking about, what I'm doing, head on over to Etsy.com slash shop slash That Witch Beauty. I have been making potions. Um, my desk is an absolute mess. I've got essential oils <laughs> and bottles everywhere. Um little droppers and measuring things and funnels it's been kind of freaking crazy um this past weekend i did launch my love potion number 9.0 is what mine is called and it sold out in a day so i'm super excited (laughs) that's incredible hashtag super grateful so now i've got to get on and Start making more of that. I've just, my mind was absolutely blown. I'm so grateful for our weirdos that listen to this and, and head on over to the Etsy and place orders for spell jar necklaces and energizing potion and all the stuff and all the things. I just want you all to know that you are greatly, greatly appreciated. And I think that's all I had on my mental show notes list. Are you watching anything new, Nick? I, you know, I'm still not. I mean, I guess we, what do we record? Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing between, between now and then, uh, between <laughs> now, between then and now. Um, I've wanted to dive in. I mean, I watched the Yellow Jackets finale on Sunday. It was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's great. And I want season two 
yesterday. But that's really it. I want to I want to watch Archive 81 on Netflix, but I've heard that it's it ends it's not a mini series. It ends with like a open for season 2. I just don't know. I'm a one show at a time kind of guy. Yeah. So I need I have my I have multiple sh- so I have Yellow Jackets and I have Righteous Gemstones. Those are my two shows, but I can't follow too many. Because then I fall down the rabbit hole of having, you know, eight shows that get multiple seasons and it, oh, I have yeah. commitment issues. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I like I want to go see Scream, but I like oh, I want to see it so bad with COVID cases and whatnot. I'll just I mean, it's going to be in theaters for a few weeks. I'll, I'll wait for the kind of the crowd to die down a little bit and then I'll go see it. But Really nothing. I feel like I haven't really done anything uh, the last several days. That's okay. We all we yeah. all need that time. That's perfect. Um, I still have not seen freaking Spider Man yet because you know it was the holidays and I don't want to be stuck in a theater with a bunch of little kids. And then we went to New Orleans and then now we're back and now I want to see Scream and Spider Man. So everybody on my timeline because you know I don't have face-to-face friends they're all online are saying amazing things about scream yeah it's great you should do like the old days which i feel bad for even supporting this you should do like the old days and buy a ticket to spider-man and then while you know time it out and then when spider-man's over go see scream just sneak in to see scream theater hop i, I did it. that seven times in one day one time did you really mm-hmm. that does not surprise me though yeah it was chaos absolute kid. I can't even remember what it was. I think it was like Hills Have Eyes 2, Crank, Pirates of the Caribbean 2, maybe, uh, Accepted, and there were like two more that weren't really memorable. Maybe like Stepford Wild. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting all the years wrong. We have seven is what we did. Oh, my gosh. How can you even remember when you watch seven movies back to back to back to back to back to back to back? Crazy. We were kids. We were, you know, it's like we had the stamina to do it. Yeah. There's nothing to do. I grew up in a small town. It's like watching movies was really it. And those kids working behind the popcorn counter are like, we know what they're doing. I don't even care. (laughs) <laughs> oh, they totally knew. I, they, like, let me into R-rated movies when I was young, because I would come every day after school on, like, whenever movies came out. Because it wasn't always Friday. Sometimes movies would come out on, like, Tuesday. Yeah. But I, school would be over, and I'd go, and they would let me in R-rated movies and refuse to let me pay. But that was back when movies were, like, $4 to go see. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So it was... I was just there so often. The theater was so gross, but I would, you know... School would get out. I'd go to the the theater, and then then they they'd let me in. Yeah, our theater here in Bloomington is disgusting. It re- I mean, as soon as AMC bought it out, it was I was just like, I I can't go back here. Sorry, AMC. I just I just clean your fucking theater. Yeah, that's all I got. Make your faucets match in the bathroom because <laughs> it's. But the best the one. Lee Frieder said I'm OCD. <laughs> The best is like the theater in my hometown. Your feet would stick to the floor, like genuinely would stick to the oh, floor. Yeah. No, that still happens in Bloomington, Indiana. I'm like, I don't know if that's like popcorn butter or something else because I know those soda. Kids... Nick, it's soda. Oh yeah, soda. <laughs> sure, sure. Let's go with that. Let's do that. I worked at a movie theater. I've seen things. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen lots of things. Okay, oh, yeah. who's ready for a dangerous game to play in the dark? 
Oh, real quick though. I'm on season eight of X-Files. Nobody fucking, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched season eight of X-Files, fucking Mulder disappears for a whole season. Somebody tell me what David Duchovny was up to in season eight. Was that when he was in sex rehab or was he filming, filming Californication? I have to know. I think he was in rehab then. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I think that was rehab because Californication was like, po- it was post, it was post rehab, but that was his kind of like thera- therapeutic thing to do. Okay. I still have to finish that, but what I watched of it, I fucking loved it so much. It's great. That's yeah. where my love from da- for David Duchovny came from. Was great Californication. Show. Great show. Um, okay. Back to dangerous games to play in the dark. Did you guys do your homework last week? Hmm? I know we're on a little bit of a lag here, so I don't know if you have. But send me your stories if you have, please and thank you. So Dangerous Games to Play in the Dark comes from the book by the same title by Lucia Peters. This one is a risk-level medium. Objective, summon a spirit with a mirror and a playing card. The warnings are it uses fire. Apparently that's a theme in this book. But there's a reward. If you're lucky, you might get a wish granted. So the game is known as Lady Spades. Spades, actually, Lady Spades. And it's believed she is a descendant of Bloody Mary herself. The game only began being passed around in the early 20-teens. She is an unpredictable specter, so proceed with caution. So just like the last game, you choose a spot in your home where it's dark and you won't be disturbed. You'll need a candle, matches, or a a lighter, a mirror, a deck of cards, and something to write on the mirror with that can be easily removed, like lipstick. So from the deck of cards, you pull the queen of spades out of the deck and discard the rest of them. At midnight, you go to this chosen place, turn off all the lights so there's no outside source of light, place the candle in front of the mirror, and light it. Then use whatever you'll be writing on the mirror with and write the words Lady Spades on the mirror. Pick up the playing card and hold her out in front of you. Preferably not over the open fire. Duh. That was my little thing, but you just you just can't be too sure. Um, you should be able to see your face and the face of the card in the mirror. You close your eyes. You breathe deep until you're as relaxed as you can be while summoning a spirit. Then you're ready. Repeat the words, Lady Spades, appear. You repeat it seven times. You might hear a woman's laughter or footsteps, but don't panic. These are all good signs. Then you open your eyes, and you should see her in the mirror standing next to you with her arms at her side. Uh, I cannot stress enough. Keep eye contact with her and then tell her your wish. But don't be a dick. Say it nicely and say please. If she smiles and nods her head, or if you hear her audibly say yes, Your wish will be granted. Then thank her and say firmly but politely, Lady Spades, disappear. And then wipe her name off the mirror, blow out the candle, turn the lights back on, and then burn the playing card safely, please, and dispose of the ashes. 
Then over the next weeks to months, your wish should come true. Now, this is a dangerous game to play in the dark. That all sounds well and good and happy-go-lucky and yay, my wish is granted. But here are a couple of red flags that may happen and what to do if they do, because those are always a thing, right? Also, it's Mercury retrograde. So um, maybe wait to do this till after that. If you don't hear her with your eyes shut or don't see her in the mirror, say the words, Lady Spades, disappear, wipe the mirror down, go through all the closing steps I just went through earlier, including burning the card and disposing of the ashes, and then try again later with another deck. Now, if you open your eyes and the candle's burned out on its own, or the face of the card is now facing you, I would freak the fuck out. Or if the card is just gone completely, or if her hands are not at her side, all is not well. If the candle's gone out, quickly relight it. If the card is facing you, rip it in half, then go through the steps of closing the conversation, starting with saying, Lady Spades, disappear. If the card is missing, immediately break the mirror first. Then extinguish the candle and go through the closing ritual. Yes, break the mirror in the dark (laughs) over a lit candle. Okay. It just sounds so dangerous. Then you're supposed to turn on the light, attempt to find the card in the room. If you find it, you have to burn it immediately and dispose of the ashes. And get a new mirror. Just wait. If you don't find it, vacate the premises and never return ever this went from zero to 100 it literally did (laughs) and then it goes to about 35 um but i mean what are you gonna do sell your fucking house (laughs) go go into an empty house and do a squatter session of lady spades i don't yeah, try explaining that one. Excuse me, bank. Excuse me, landlord. Um, I did this thing, and now my mirror is shattered, but I won't go back in and clean it up, and I need a new house. I'm not allowed to. Oddity Files, the podcast, told me <laughs> we never didn't say return. <laughs> so if the woman in the mirror has her hands pressed against the glass of the mirror, or if you fail to maintain eye contact, or if she refuses to grant your wish... Well, you're fucked. Not as fucked as if the card disappears and you can't find it. Oh, but good. Here's what you do. You break the mirror, extinguish the candle, <laughs> vacate the premises immediately, burn the card, dispose of the ashes, do not return to the playing space again, and then never, in all caps, perform this ritual again. So if you do it, how many places in a house have a mirror? Uh, I imagine your bedroom... In your bathroom. In the bathrooms, yeah. And if you're living in a one bathroom house, <laughs> and fucked. you can't go to the, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Get like a, a bedpan? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. oh, so there you have it, kids. Let us know if you wow. end up playing Lady Spades <laughs> after she grants your wish. Ask her if she is really related to Bloody Mary, because I really want to know now. That's a dangerous, I mean, truly, I guess it lives up to its name, but that's a dangerous game to play. Uh, There's a 50-50 chance you're breaking a mirror and (laughs) potentially (laughs) never returning to a room or your entire house again. So, I don't like those odds at all. 
Uh, no, no, I don't. I'm not going to be playing. I'm just, this sounds like a great idea for everybody else, but not me. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm good. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. One of you listening right now has to do this. I'm just saying. Who will be the Oddity Files guinea pig? Uh, it's I, not Nick. It's not me. <laughs> Definitely not me. Uh, and I don't even know if I'd advise it to anyone else. <laughs> just burned the candle safely. That's all I ask. Okay. The candle's the least of your worries. It's the mirror. How are you going to break a mirror? <laughs> it didn't say to bring a hammer. No. You know. What are you going to do? Toothbrush? I don't know. Can you remove the mirror from the wall safely? I, I Or does don't it have know. to be broken? Isn't that bad luck? Oh my gosh. Now there's a whole new element to this. Yeah. Very superstitious. <laughs> Riding on the mirror. That's so scary. I love Stevie Wonder. But <laughs> Okay, guys, I have, it's not even paranormal in the news, it's just a, a really weird story sent in by Nikki from West Virginia. The headline reads, Girl Cries Rocks, Indian Girl Who Weeps Stones in Plea for Help. The Girl Who Wept Stones, it sounds like something out of a Gabriel Garcia Marquez novel. I don't even know who that is. Same. I feel like I should, but I don't. Here I feel we are. Like if anybody would, it'd be you. So, okay. But according to reports from uh, Jaharkand State in eastern India, it is all too real. A 15-year-old girl called Savitri uh, has been admitted to the hospital suffering from tiny stones that emerge from her the corners of her eyes. Doctors say that they have never seen anything like it and they cannot explain it. This is literally an X-file. okay at the girl's village in jaharkand they have two explanations either she's possessed by an evil spirit or she is an incarnation of a goddess can we just go with the goddess people Mm -hmm. come on but for savitri savitri yeah let's go with that the condition is anything but a blessing before the stones emerge she suffers from excruciating pain in her head tiny stones emerge from her ears nose and mouth as well oh this poor baby um in some cases stones have come out of the nose and the ear of some people said dr rago saran an ear and nose and throat specialist who has treated Savitri. But this is the first time I have ever heard of the stones coming out of the eyes. Stones are formed due to the high level of calcium in the body, but they are generally found in the gallbladder and kidney. Savitri and her family are desperate for a cure. Her bedside at the Rahendra Institute of Medical Science has been overrun by reporters, but the family say no one has been able to offer medical help. Insane. That's, yeah, I mean, I think the moment you said stones, I was like, pebbles? But then when you were reading more, I was like, oh, like like a kidney stone stone. Yeah, I feel like this is something that you would see on either Ripley's Believe It or Not or the Guinness Book of World Records show that used to be back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like I've seen something similar to it, but not exact same. 
Now, maybe I saw people growing fingernails all over their body. Or so, I don't know. I don't want to see that again. It sounds painful. Yes. Okay. So that's your paranormal in the news, kids. I, you, you go first. I go first. Okay. So the uh, <laughs> Lady Spade story got me thinking. You know, it's an early 20 teens thing. So it was probably found on the internet, is what I'm going for. It didn't say in the book. But then it got me thinking urban legends and um, recent urban legends. This is not as, no, this is. This is early 2000s. Um, This is something I've touched on and made fun of for a very long time on this show, all the way back to the beginning. But are you ready for an urban legend, Nick? Oh, always. Okay. You've heard me mention the name Zozo in the past. The alleged demon who likes to wreak havoc on those playing with the Ouija board. So let's start with the origin story from Darren Wayne posted on the site which I did not go past this story because it's going to be a rabbit hole. So write this down, kids. TrueGhostTales.com in 2009. And his story goes a little something like this. My name is Darren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm currently 40 years old and have held a fascination with the occult since an early age. I've had many bizarre experiences with Ouija boards And I'm writing this as a warning to people that bad things can happen because of these, hard quotes, portals. Parker Brothers doesn't care if a demon possesses you or if you come under some type of attack from something you know nothing about. The majority of people from the United States holds a skeptical view regarding the scientific evidence of spirits or ghosts. And many people who believe in these things also believe that this is for the... that. It is for this very reason that ghosts and poltergeists occur here and exist, hard quotes again, under the radar, so to speak. These Ouija boards are manufactured under the precept that they are mere, hard quotes, toys. Let me tell you firsthand, all caps, they are not toys. Okay, Darren, chill your tits. And should be used with strict caution and probably should be not messed with at all. At all in all caps. This is directly his story that he posted on that site. Other countries take a more open-minded view of spirits, demons, and ghosts. And many, many cultures have based entire religions from these beliefs. During my experiences with Ouija boards, one particular spirit always seemed compelled to make its presence known. Its name is Zozo. Today, I refuse to even pronounce its name as I believe the mere pronunciation of it can cause it to manifest itself. Too many times to count, it has at first pretended to be a nice spirit or pretend to be whomever I was trying to contact, but eventually it showed its true self, cussing at me, threatening me, and others present in the room. Once it actually cussed at me, he, he says cussed me, but it's cussed at me. Okay, Darren. Cussed me. He cussed me. Um, using what looked like Latin or Hebrew. And using biblical terminology, 
I was genuinely fascinated and startled by how many times Zozo showed up, even in many different states and many different Ouija boards. (laughs) It always wound up being very nasty and commented freely about how it wanted to possess my girlfriends and take them to paradise. When asked where paradise was, it spelled H E L L. That's hell. An overdramatic version of it. One time after Zozo was being extremely evil, I walked into my bathroom only to see my one-year-old daughter about to drown. Well, maybe you shouldn't have been playing with the Ouija board and watching your one-year-old daughter. Yeah. Okay? Thank you. Her mother had left her alone in the tub. Hard quotes just for a second. And somehow the water got turned on and was overflowing. Instinctively, she had her face tilted up and was seconds from going under when I grabbed her from the water. The next day, she was hospitalized for some weird internal infection and was put in isolation for 14 days straight as doctors tried to diagnose the illness. We almost lost her. And that was when I began to suspect demonic attack. Okay. This is all from the same guy. Literally. Yeah. Good Lord. At this same time, my girlfriend maintained a hard quotes trance-like state her personality changed from a very sweet person to withdrawn and uncaring zozo said before this that it was going to possess her and eat her soul i was recording music for a future rock project (laughs) and i remember jokingly asking if it had an opinion on what i should name the band (laughs) (laughs) next dying if you yeah great And it spelled, I'm not going to say the letters, it's spelled Iron Tongue. That is the perfect name for a rock band, which at the time I thought was pretty cool. Of course you did, dude, because you have zero taste. (laughs) Only later, when my daughter's tongue swelled up in the hospital to the point of asphyxiation, I realized that it wasn't cool at all. Who is this fucking guy? <laughs> oh, her God. tongue became rock hard and distorted her face, swelling up where it hung grotesquely from her mouth. Ooh. We took turns bedside at the hospital for what seemed like forever before my daughter began to recover from this strange affliction. When guests would spend the night in our house, they would claim that they heard frightening voices coming from inside the walls. Well, you know, if you weren't telling them scary stories about your Ouija board, maybe they wouldn't hear voices inside the walls. Yeah. Objects would be thrown across the room and spiders seemed to come from nowhere. <laughs> okay. My girlfriend's brother, whom lived with us, complained that he couldn't sleep at night because the hard quotes conversations, unhard quotes, were so loud that he simply could not rest. He believed in ghosts, and though he wasn't afraid of them, he said that it definitely felt demonic. Lights would come off and on by themselves, 
Doors would open and unlock themselves. One night in our bedroom, a vicious laughter (laughs) emanated from thin air. And to this day, I cannot explain the terror in that laughter. (sighs) One night, I was awakened by what felt like hands on my throat choking me. I could not breathe. I could not scream. After about 30 seconds, it released its grip and I gasped for air. The same thing happened to my girlfriend the next night. Another night, me and her brother were standing just outside the back porch, sliding glass door, when we were talking about a supposed curse of their family. I abruptly exclaimed, I rebuke this curse in the name of Jesus Christ. That was all in hard quotes, guys. (laughs) I no longer finished saying those exact words when a deafening sound and a vibration struck the entire house with such an alarming boom that the neighbors came over to ask if I had heard something strange. I knew it wasn't our imaginations then. I got out the ladder, because of course he did, to see what had landed on the, made such a clatter, um, (laughs) landed on top of the house, only to find nothing. Things settled down after that, and to this day, I believe that whatever made that noise also caused the disturbance to go away. For a while. Oh, yep. My girlfriend broke up with me and I met someone online in Michigan (laughs) where I moved up to be with her. This guy just makes terrible life choices. Just who has the daughter that almost drowned now is what I want to know. Oh, my gosh. So he moved up there to be with her. She didn't believe in spirits. And although I knew better, I decided to make her a believer as well. Of course. Oh. Living in a very small town in Marshall, Michigan, there were no stores that sold Ouija boards. So I downloaded one from the internet. Are you fucking kidding me right now? This, I, uh, I printed it out, and to my horror, Zozo returned. <laughs> it said it came from cyberspace. Cyberspace is in hard quotes, and then dot, dot, dot. And when I asked it where it lived, it spelled Skull Necklace. (laughs) New name of the rock band or song. I don't know. We didn't think much of this until I asked it again where it was. And this time it spelled Mirror. (gasps) Full circle. This whole episode just... Okay. (laughs) There was only one mirror in the bedroom where we were crouched on the floor. And I heard a scream coming from her seven-year-old niece who was watching us. I, these, uh, Where these kids go? <laughs> why is nobody watching the children? Yeah, watch the children. This is a walking dead stuff. Watch the kids. She was watching with another young friend. We looked up at the mirror and saw the skull necklace swaying back and forth with glowing eyes looking at us. Jesus, he's so overdramatic. My new girlfriend's son, 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 had hung the necklace on one of the posts of the waterbed. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hours before I downloaded the paperboard. 
we almost jumped out of our skin. And although three feet of fresh snow, he has worse ADHD than I do, had just fallen that night, we all found ourselves in in the front yard not knowing what to do. Scared. Three feet? Yes, fresh snow. Oh, my God. It's Michigan. I mean, that shit happens there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> found ourselves in the front yard not knowing what to do. Scared and frozen in terror and apparently frozen in the snow as well. My girlfriend was so fascinated, she drove 40 miles to purchase a new glow-in-the-dark Ouija board to my dismay. Jesus. The next night, we had another session in the same room. Zozo immediately came forth, and even without me being a participant, my girlfriend's nieces were using the planchette, and I would secretly secretly write down a color onto a small piece of paper, then crumple it up where no one could see it. I asked the young girls to ask the board if it knew which color had been written down. It quickly scooted to yes, and then it spelled blue. I remember chills coursing up and down my spine. Well, that's because there's three feet of snow outside and it's in Michigan. I threw the wadded paper up to my girlfriend. Her eyes widened as she read the written color blue. We then tried the same thing with shapes and words and every time the board knew. This is actually really cool if you don't demonize whoever you're speaking to. And blame bad parenting on the Ouija board. One night, we asked the board if the spirit would show itself. It spelled yes. And it told me to turn out the lights and take a picture of the necklace above the board. I did just that. And what turned out is eerie to say the least. On the upper left-hand corner of the picture, you can plainly see winged skeletons flying about. I need to see this fucking picture. And they are of the exact same weird shape of this skateboarder's, hard quotes, skeleton necklace. I don't understand what he's talking about. Towards the middle, you can make out hideous faces. I have seen at least four evil faces in this picture. I took this picture about six years ago. People have stolen it off paranormal websites, claiming they took it when I know truthfully it was me. I have sent this picture to several hard quotes experts, and they have all said they cannot explain the images inside, as if all of it wasn't strange enough. Now comes the really scary part. Are we done yet? For fuck's sake, I should have read this. Cut all this shit out. Okay. A few months ago, I Googled, this is from 2009, I Googled the word Zozo. To my shock, many other people have also been contacted by a demon by the same name. I read about 20 similar stories and I'm now convinced that this simply cannot be mere coincidence. Supposedly Zodo, Zozo, Zodo, duh, Hodor, is an ancient demon name which possibly stands for the destroyer. Claims of demonic possession are associated with this Zozo and I feel it my duty to warn people to steer clear from it if it happens to present itself during a Ouija board session. I am currently researching this phenomena for a future book. I'm sure he's released a book at this point. I'm so disappointed I didn't read this part. 
and I am in the initial stages of presenting my findings to a reputable demonologist who has been involved in hundreds of cases of paranormal activities across the world, including a haunting in Connecticut. What is this, Zozo? Supposedly a three-headed dog demon which guards the gates of hell and has a tattoo on its forehead that spells Zozo. So Z-O-S-O instead of the Z-O-Z-O. Also, Zozo is a term Aleister Crowley claimed meant 666. Jimmy Page of the rock group Led Zeppelin also used used Zozo as a symbol on the Zeppelin 4 album. Could Zozo and Zoso be connected somehow? How can so many different people from so many different parts of the world somehow lie about this Zozo spirit? And if they aren't lying, then, not then, then how can you explain these visitations by this wicked entity? Is Zozo the devil himself? Or a wayward demon who has the power to manifest itself wherever and whenever it is called. Heed my warnings, people. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Just trying to spice the story up a little bit. <laughs> if you're playing around with a Ouija board and you jokingly ask if it has a name and it spells Zozo, close the session. Properly. Cleanse the house. Never, I repeat, never ask it again. And if you are brave enough to carry on conversations with this spirit, do not antagonize it or act on its directions. I know what I've seen. I know other people have also come into contact with this spirit. It is dangerous beyond words. I realize not every session results in negativity, but when you play with Zozo, you are playing with fire. His words, not mine, guys. I'm sure you know that by this point. Everything I have described here is true, and I am not exaggerating one bit. It may take me years, but I do intend on writing a book about this, and I have many more stories that I do not have time to mention here. Thank God, because I'd have just copied and pasted that shit in here, too. They all stem from true events that took place while talking to this Zozo. Folks, I have been told by people wiser than myself... That's everybody, honey. Everybody is wiser than you. That the spirits, the spirit world is, hard quotes, more real than this world of so-called reality. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to be deep and meaningful in his closing argument. Anywho, Ouija boards can cause many bad things to happen in your life. And I am including the Ouija ghost picture within the submission. Maintain an open mind, and most of all, be careful. That photo was not on the website that I took this from, which is trueghosttales.com. So Darren posted that in 2009. I was actually going to, after I was reading that, I think I've already done a story on Zozo. I don't know if, anyway, (laughs) I I never read that story before. And so what are your thoughts, Nick? I feel like it was like a memoir of an addict, especially the wrap-up, where it's like the dude just couldn't stop buying Ouija boards, and like he couldn't get enough, and then he finally hit a point where like he he's like, no matter what anybody tells you, don't do it. Don't buy a Ouija board. It's not good for you. Ouija boards are bad. Don't do it. <laughs> like, but I just told you how to download one on the internet. Yeah. 
Like, he needed a quick fix so bad that he downloaded a Ouija board and the Zozo came through cybernetically. <laughs> yeah. So, like, did he print out the Ouija board and then cut out the little planchette and everybody put their fingers on the little piece of paper? I, I need to know more about this. Now, I have I tried Ouija board apps? Yes. They're all terrible. Um, What's his name? Da- was it Darren? Darren. Is there a last name? Darren Wayne. I feel like he left off his real last name. I want to say, I mean, how can we know? Darren Wayne Evans of the Ouija board and Zozo Phenomena. Oh, Pho- maybe I forgot to put the last name in Phenomena. <laughs> Phenomena. Apparently he did a podcast. <laughs> or he was on a podcast. He was on an episode of Ghost Adventures. Was he really? Yes. And um, I don't know which girlfriend it was. I think it might have been the first one that was in like a translate state. Bitch was fucking crazy. Did he write a book? Did he? So Darren Fan. Oh, this is a different guy. Suspected suspected serial killer in Indiana. That in Indiana? Oh, here he is. Oh wow, he looks exactly how I imagined him. Oh, snap. So there's a documentary called I Am. Zozo that came out in 2012. Okay. Um, and it's not a documentary. It is a movie. And apparently he is in the movie. Well, I mean, he's over dramatic enough. Yeah, as himself. Actor. He played himself in this movie. <laughs> well, but it's reality. It's, I mean. <sighs> oh, yeah. Yeah, here he is. Paranormal researcher slash artist from Tulsa, Oklahoma, featured on Travel Channel's Ghost Hunters. Here's him on Twitter. Oh, Lord. Oh, he's an artist. Is it? Is he still doing the music thing? Did Iron Tongue work out? I want to know if what, how high it went up on the charts. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. Lordy, Lordy. Well, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's a whole new write a book for you. He didn't. Oh, wait. Apparently he did. No, this is a live 72-hour paranormal investigation with Rosemary Ellen Guiley called the Zozo Phenomenon. Huh. Oh, documented well, in a new book. He did write a book. Oh, okay. And it's probably called Zozo? <laughs> the Zozo Phenomena. Phen- phenomenon. Uh, well, guys, just so you know... If you've got like your standard Ouija board where the letters are in that like curve pattern, when when you're not talking to the spirits, it just goes back and forth till it till it can answer you or till somebody comes across. And you know what's on either side of that board? A Z and an O and a Z and an O and a Z and an O. The demon was in his goddamn head. And apparently he has really poor taste in women. Yeah, I kind of want to read this book. <laughs> you totally should, because I'm not gonna. It's 238 pages. That's about 138 pages longer than I like my books to being. <laughs> <laughs> I read children's books. I'm gonna read "The Dog Who Saved My Life" by Patty Spitler. As a, a, not gonna read that dude's book. Yeah, there you go. How are we an hour and two minutes in? Get the fuck out! That was one of my shorter stories. Word that count wise. 
Yes. Usually it's 3,000 words. This is 1,900. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I wanted to start getting this podcast at an hour. I really do. Next week. Next <laughs> Fuck the commercials. I'll put them in somewhere else. Tell me your story. But the good news is I can, I can make mine real short because mine's sort of like a, another listicle. Oh, I love, so, I almost did a listicle. So this one I can, I can fly through pretty quickly and just read the ones that are interesting. Awesome. We'll skip the listener story because I'm down to two, guys. Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. There you go. Um... Okay, I'm just going to read the first sentence of this to set the tone because I because I loved it so much. Okay, this comes from bossandglobe.com. This is actually written in September of last year. Ah, the Berkshires. Land of rolling hills, lovely hikes, great food, cozy inns, and ghosts. You'll, ne- you'll never look at the region the same way after chatting with Robert Oaks, author of the 2020 book, Ghost of the Berkshires. So for those who don't know, the Berkshires is actually in, uh, (laughs) you guessed it, uh, Massachusetts. (laughs) I thought it was in the UK. (laughs) Yeah, I did too, but it's from Boston Globe. So, uh, So in this specific book that he wrote apparently the the berkshires are very haunted and there are multiple ghost stories that have traveled just from this one specific area is Um, it a town or a county or a mountain range it's like an area okay yeah like the bridgewater triangle yeah yes massachusetts is a hot mess yeah uh robert says that the berkshires has a deeper resonance and electricity in the air and a strong feeling of presence so, uh, so the first story actually comes, uh, is, it doesn't come from anywhere. It comes from the same place I'm getting the story from. Uh, it's, it's, the first story is of the... I was, I was joking me. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. The JK. first story is uh, the Hoosack Tunnel, which is Ooh. also known as the Tunnel from Hell. That's fun to say. And this is that quick little story. Of all the haunted hotspots Oaks visited while researching his little book, one place got under his skin. That's the Hoosack Tunnel, which is a five-mile tunnel, five-mile-long pitch-black tunnel that runs between North Adams and the town of Florida, Massachusetts. Didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. Um... It was carved into the Hoosack Mountains in the late 1800s to enable freight trains to get to New York State. So many men died during the 20-year construction of the tunnel, it became known as the Bloody Pit and the Tunnel from Hell. Oh my god. A sense of gloom still lingers along with accounts of ghostly (laughs) goings-on. My favorite thing. Yes. According to historical records, three explosive experts set a charge in the tunnel during construction in 1865. One of the men, Ringo Kelly, which is a very 1800s name, ignited the charge prematurely burying the two others beneath a ton of fallen rock. I hate I hate it when he prematurely charges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Sorry. nothing I have nothing to add. A year later, Kelly was found strangled to death at the spot of the explosion. 
Uh, Oaks recounts, people believe that Kelly was killed by the angry spirits of the men who died, Ned Brinkman and Billy Nash, which also sound like two very 1800s names. Or like morning show peoples on (laughs) K-Rock. This is Ned Brinkman and Billy Nash. (laughs) (laughs) Some reported hearing disembodied voices and cries of agony coming from inside the rock. Two years later, 13 miners were buried alive in the central shaft of the tunnel when a candle ignited naphtha fumes, okay, setting off an explosion and filling the shaft with water. All were thought to be dead, but it was later discovered that some men had survived and tried to get out. Workers and local residents reported seeing apparitions of lost miners moving through the mist and trees. The belief grew that the men's spirits were haunting the place, restless until all the bodies were recovered, Oakes says. Ultimately, nearly 200 of the project's 800 or so workers died. To this day, people report seeing odd lights, orbs, and phantom figures. A local hunter claimed to be battered and beaten by mysterious entities who lured him into the tunnel. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. Um... Next story of the Berkshire, the Berkshires. This is a Berkshires. another one of my favorites. Uh, this is a Bashbish Falls. <laughs> That's fun to say. It is. Uh, visitors come to Bashbish Falls State Park in the southwestern corner of the Berkshires to admire the highest waterfall in Massachusetts, which has an eighty-foot drop. Yes, the deep gorge and rushing water is lovely, but many believe that the place is alive with strange spirits and the echo of ancient voices in woods and water and a water witch. Ooh, yeah. According to local lore, the the Mohican tribes who once lived here believe the falls were haunted by the spirits, the spirit of Bashbish. As the story goes, Bashbish was sentenced to death by drowning after being falsely accused of adultery. She was brought to the top of the falls, but suddenly enveloped in white light and a cloud of butterflies never to be seen again, Oaks explains. I want to be like Bashbish. I know, just disappear into a cloud of light. Bashbish left behind <laughs> Bashbish left behind a daughter, White Swan, who eventually grew despondent and went to the falls herself. The spirit of her mother called to her, and White Swan threw herself over the falls. Her, her body was never recovered. For years, people claimed to see the spirit of Bashbish and White Swan happily reunited, Oaks notes. Which is like two of the most <laughs> badass names ever. Some saw a ghostly smiling face in the moonlit water. Others spotted the forms of the women in the falls or heard spirit voices in the water repeating, Bashbish, Bashbish. Hey. <laughs> I- do you think that's like early indigenous American for bad bitch? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it may be an invented story, a legend designed to romanticize the place and draw tourism, the writer notes. But I will say this. When I went there to get the feel of the place, what really struck me was the presence of butterflies. So many butterflies. The place felt alive to me with some sense of spirit taking the shape of these butterflies, Oaks recalls. Oh, that's a happy ending. It is very interesting. And the last one uh, in the Berkshires is the Red Lion Inn. 
And this is a short one. It's a nice little ghostly one. Yeah. With with a guest list that includes five U.S. presidents, Carol Burnett, John Wayne, and Bob Dylan, there's been plenty of intrigue at the Red Lion Inn. This establishment has hosted travelers since 1773 when it opened as a tavern, including some who apparently refused to leave. They're, pranks, <laughs> they're prankster ghosts, if you believe the stories. Room 301 seems to see a lot of action. People report having their toes tugged, their heads rubbed, even having a ghost enter the room and climb into bed with them. Did you do a story of Red Lion Inn? I don't think so. I feel like the ghosts just love like rubbing heads and crawling into beds. I was going with massage therapist spirit, but then, you know, they crawl into bed with you, so. I Maybe. I'm not Maybe judging. they're just lonely. Uh, yeah. Paranormal investigators at the Red Lion have captured hazy figures moving around the room. Haunted happenings have been reported in room 424 as well. Some guests have seen a ghostly girl holding flowers, Oak says. A former housekeeper noted that much of the cleaning staff believes the entire fourth floor of the inn is haunted. Yes. So it sounds like you need to go to the Red Lion Inn. Uh, who is the ghost or ghosts? We don't really know, Oak says, but I generally feel that there's something going on at the Red Lion. You can sense something in the air. And your imagination fills in the blanks. Indeed. Indeed. So if you want I'll some, find out who it is. Yeah, if you want some spooky happenings, apparently uh, the Berkshires in Massachusetts seem to be, you know, so what, when you're in Salem, head to the Berkshires. Heck yeah. yeah. Sounds like a plan. I, I wonder if the Berkshires have Worcestershire sauce. I'm sure they make a mean Worcestershire, Worcestershire in the Berkshire. <laughs> Yeah, it's time to cut us off, guys. That was actually a really good story, Nick. I love that. Yeah, super quick. I but I the, the, all the like almost that entire crew died. Was it two hundred out of how many? Eight hundred. Two hundred out of eight hundred. It's terrifying. Yeah. How did the guy get hanged? I don't. I don't even understand all the creepy stuff except my story because <laughs> that guy's full of shit. <laughs> Got to get him on the podcast and have him speak his truth. No, I don't. tell his side of the story. I can't guarantee that I would be polite to the man. So he's a fucking liar. Um, Guys, send in your stories to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Let's uh, give a shout out to the show sponsor for 2022. It's etsy.com slash shop slash thatwitchbeauty. I am that witch oddity files the podcast is brought to you by that witch beauty potions jewelry even odd box readings yes ma'am pam head on over to etsy.com slash shop slash that witch beauty check it out all the good vibes all the magic all the moon water and crystals etsy.com slash shop slash that witch beauty are you aware i wrote a book (laughs) of course you are 
unless you're a first-time listener, I wrote a book called I'd Rather Talk to Dead People about my experiences at some of the most notoriously haunted locations in the world. Find out why Johnny G's Beat says one of my 2020 favorites, or why Christina says wonderfully written and exciting. Katie says it's one of her best reads ever. Corey says it's paranormal investigating with heart. Head on over to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by me, Kitsy Duncan. Head on over to our Patreon. Check that out. It's Patreon.com slash Oddity Files. And I, I just want to real quick request everybody head on over to YouTube and give Paranormal Crossroad a like over there. We're trying to get the subscriptions up over there. At, just go to YouTube and search Paranormal X Road, all one word. Shout out to our executive producers, Donald Blanchflower and Ryan Hoke. I am Kitsy Duncan, and weird is the new cool. I'm Nick Floyd, ghost on. You saved that. Thank you so much. <laughs> My story was terrible. Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking, heartfelt, funny. This new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's the letter X. This all-female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsy Duncan, KJ, and spirit medium, Tiffany Rice. Go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind. Nine times out of ten, there's happy tears, there's laughter, this is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's X as in the letter X. Thanks for listening. Head to flow.page slash oddity files for all things oddity files. Links to our merch, links to our sponsors, links to all the things oddity files. We appreciate your continued support. We appreciate you spreading the word. Please don't forget to leave a review on wherever you're listening. Again, all things oddity files at flow.page slash oddity files. Theme music provided by James Grice, edited by me. Take care. We'll see you next time. No, you won't. You'll hear us next time. Bye.